Welcome to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show. Here you will find a variety of podcasts from authors, bloggers, and speakers ready to encourage you on your daily journey. I can't wait to get started. And now let's listen to today's show. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. What is creation? Did God create the world in six days and rest on the seventh? Does anyone really care? These questions and many more, including teaching tips and great resources, are presented in the Creation Science Podcast. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and it's my pleasure and honor to be your host. Some of these shows are from my Best of Creation Expos and other presentations I've completed throughout the years of teaching on this topic. I'm the owner of Media Angels, Inc., a publishing company that produces books, audios, and videos to help you and your family in your Christian walk. Check out my books and other podcasts at MediaAngels.com. To get the show notes for this broadcast, go to CreationSciencePodcast.com. And now, let's learn together. Hi, folks. This is Patrick Nury with Northwest Treasures. I want to talk to you about radiometric dating and the conflicts it produces for the book of Genesis. Now, before we get started, I wanted to draw your attention to my website, northwestrockandfossil.com, that's all spelled out, where you can browse a wide selection of tools for studying geology from a biblical perspective. To date, I have written 20 textbooks for grades pre-K through 12 and put together numerous rock, mineral, and fossil kits, all designed to aid you in the understanding of biblical geology. That website again is northwestrockandfossil.com. Now to our subject, has radiometric dating poisoned your faith? Radiometric dating is one of those issues that has stumbled many people's faith. And if you don't understand how it works, what it does and does not do, the issue can really take the edge off your zeal for the Bible. Most people today think that scientists have conclusively demonstrated that the Earth is 4.5 billion years old. Modern geology uses radiometric dating to confirm its conclusions, and that is usually the end of the argument. What is mostly unknown among people outside the geology community is that, one, radiometric dating relies on a set of unprovable assumptions in order for the system to work. Number two, radiometric dating was not developed until the 20th century, but the idea of an ancient earth was worked out philosophically early in the 19th century. In other words, there was no validating scientific evidence at that time for an ancient earth, only philosophical interpretation of the evidence. Number three, in many cases where radiometric dating has been used, a variety of older and younger dates than the one finally accepted have been obtained from the same rock. 
the final arbiter in determining the geological age of something is not the radiometric date, but the Bible of modern geology, the geological timetable developed in the 1800s. Number four, fossils and dinosaur bones are not directly dated using radiometric dating. The ideas for dating fossils were worked out through philosophical reasoning about a hundred years before radiometric dating was developed. Number five, carbon-14 is not used to date archaeological discoveries without first comparing them with the pottery styles. It is the pottery style that is actually used to date the discovery plus any written documents available. Number six, the use of index fossils to date fossil discoveries is falling more and more into disuse as the same fossils are being increasingly discovered below and above their accepted time markers. In short, trying to determine scientifically the age of something thought to be millions of years old simply cannot work, primarily for one reason. No one observed or recorded the actual events in question. Believers in Christ are commanded to trust the Bible as Jesus instructed in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus followed what we now call the Old Testament. That included the book of Genesis. In fact, Jesus quotes from the book of Genesis more than from any other book of the Old Testament. For us believers, our commitment to God's Word, the Bible, should be a very serious proposition. I am reminded of a scripture from the prophet Habakkuk, Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Well, what is biblical faith, anyway? I'm reminded of Abraham's example, talked to us from Romans chapter 4 and verse 3, for what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Faith, then, is trusting what God has spoken. So, when it comes to Genesis and the subject of origins, we have a choice to make here. Do we continue to trust what God has spoken in the scripture, or do we opt out of certain things, reinterpret the scripture, and embrace what secular geologists say? This is a very intimidating experience, and this is where our faith is tested. Today, what scientists say has become all-encompassing and authoritative, and their pronouncements often cut across the scripture that we hold to be God's words, in particular, the age of the earth question. Let me give you an example. In Genesis chapter 5, we are given a brief history of Adam's descendants through his son Seth down to the flood. We don't have the time to read the whole chapter, 
but I would strongly recommend that you spend some time doing so. Understanding this chapter alone will give you a solid perspective on just how young the earth is. We will read just the first few verses here. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created. We'll just stop here and ask, what day was that? Well, that was day six. Then the scripture goes on, when Adam had lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his own likeness, according to his image, and named him Seth. So, let's ask a question. According to these very first verses of chapter 5, how old was the earth when Seth was born? Well, it's very simple. Six days plus 130 years. The rest of the figures follow accordingly. Genealogies and chronologies are then given for 11 men and particular sons down through Shem, one of the sons of Noah. Eleven generations in all, totaling 1,656 years to the day of the flood. Adam was created on day six, the same day as land-dwelling, air-breathing animals. And I want to remind us here that when it comes to dinosaurs, paleontologists list them as land-dwelling animals. Modern scientists obviously do not accept these figures. What we must see, however, is that our Genesis scriptures definitely teach that the earth is a whole lot younger than a 4.5 billion year old earth. If the scripture is wrong, then everything else that is recorded in the Bible, including what it has to say about salvation and forgiveness of sins, is suspect. How do we unravel this apparent Gordian knot? Well, let's now look at radiometric dating, and we'll notice, first of all, that radioactivity and radiometric dating are two entirely different subjects. Radioactivity, on which radiometric dating is based, is observable and measurable in the present, and this is the key to our discussion. This is the science. Radiometric dating, on the other hand, is an attempt to apply the science of radioactivity to the distant past to make it work like a clock. This is the interpretation or philosophy. So, what is radioactivity? Well, all things consist of atoms. We learned that in fourth grade science, didn't we? Some atoms are not stable. They are radioactive. In other words, they decay. They lose energy. It is not known for sure why, but they do. Let's look at this example, carbon-12. Carbon-12 is a normal stable element, and it consists of six protons and six neutrons in its nucleus, hence carbon-12. But there is also a radioactive carbon, carbon-14, which has six protons 
and eight neutrons. This is an unstable atom and for some unknown reason seeks to lose particles or decay. Radioactive atoms release particular kinds of energy. This release of energy, or radiation, called decay, can be observed and measured, calculated per second, as the Becquerel, or decays per second, named after its discoverer, Henri Becquerel. By taking these present rates of decay and projecting them into the remote past by assuming that this decay has gone on without interruption, an age can be statistically calculated. This is what we call extrapolation. Radiometric dating, therefore, is really a combination of science and history, philosophy, and consensus. The science deals with the measurement of the present rate of decay. The history is using this decay and assuming that it has continued throughout the remote past and changed. The philosophy or interpretation, therefore, draws the conclusion that the Earth is billions of years old. And the consensus? All reasonable scientists accept radiometric dating as a proven scientific fact. So what are geologists looking for when they date rocks? Geologists primarily use volcanic rocks from which to derive radiometric dates. In any volcanic rock, there are a variety of elements and minerals like iron, quartz, pyroxene, and feldspar, along with other elements like uranium and lead. These can all be identified through certain kinds of processes. Uranium is an example of an unstable radioactive element. Unstable elements are characterized by actively losing atomic particles for some unknown reason. Scientists have figured out how to measure this loss of these atomic particles. They can observe these in the present. What happens if uranium loses atomic particles? Well, it would obviously eventually transform into something else. Uranium could potentially lose enough particles to transform eventually into the stable element lead. But of course, that would take hundreds of millions of years at present measurable rates of decay. And that points out part of the problem in radiometric dating. Who has observed Earth history long enough to observe and record this complete process? How could we ever verify it? It is merely assumed that the ratio of uranium and lead present in the volcanic rock is due to a constant rate of decay between uranium and lead. This assumption cannot be verified as no one observed the entire process. At this point, you might ask, well, what would disturb it? Why can't you just assume this process? 
If the Genesis Flood did indeed take place as a historical process, as seen by eyewitnesses, then all geological processes would have been thrown into chaos by the sudden and catastrophic release of heat, energy, and chemistry during the flood. In order for the age of a rock to be known, you would have to either know the history of that rock or have that history revealed to you. That is precisely where the scriptures come into focus. Part of Christian orthodoxy is that the scriptures are God's revelation to man and the scriptures are historical. They reveal to us the basic outline of earth history. Isn't it interesting that two of the major tenets of the Enlightenment and modern geology developed in the 1800s were, number one, there is no such thing as biblical revelation, and number two, the Bible is not history, but myth. Let's summarize the problems in radiometric dating. Number one, rather than science, radiometric dating is an application of the philosophy of uniformitarianism. Remember, uniformitarianism assumes that the present observable geological processes have continued throughout the remote past. Number two, uniformitarianism denies the historical Genesis flood. Uniformitarianism assumes constant processes like we observe today with punctuated localized catastrophes. Number three, uniformitarianism is a belief about the past. Number four, uniformitarianism is scientifically limited to the present. Number five, uniformitarianism consists of extrapolation and assumptions. Measurable radioactivity in the present is not the same thing as radiometric dating. Many assumptions have to be made about the past behavior of radioactivity in order for radiometric dating to seemingly work. The assumptions themselves cannot be scientifically validated. Therefore, dates derived from this process should be suspect. As believers, we must learn how to see things differently. We are told in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If you would like to read more about the issues with radiometric dating and Genesis, I would recommend my following books, which you can order from my website, Genesis, Rock Solid, A Biblical View of Geology, Bedrock Geology, Volcanoes, Volcanic Rocks, and Earthquakes, The Geology of Yellowstone, A Biblical View, Fossils, Dinosaurs, and Cavemen, 
And finally, geology and our national parks. Well, I hope this lesson has helped. So long for now. This has been Patrick Nury for Northwest Treasures. Thanks so much for listening to the Creation Science Podcast. You can find the show notes at creationsciencepodcast.com. And as always, reach out to me, Felice Gerwitz at felice at mediaangels.com. Take care, God bless, and I hope you enjoy teaching your children and learning about the beautiful world that God created. Please share this broadcast with a friend and thanks so much. podcast is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Look for the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Show to keep up to date with all our wonderful podcasts. For a special subscriber printable pack, as well as all our timely freebies, join our email list on theultimatehomeschoolradionetwork.com. 